This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Monday to everyone. You're listening to On the Block with Strick and Nate. I, I think we had a different name for it at one point in time. We're going to have to do a different intro, too, because Bach will be gone for two and a half weeks. He has already headed to Omaha. He's helping with all the setup and stuff like that. For the College World Series, he will not be seeing my Hokies. I already ranted about that if you listen to the water cooler at all. We might get into that a little bit because that's nonsense. And we have a former NCAA athlete. The uh, Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet. He'll probably speak on that, too. But, like I said, it'll be me for the next two and a half weeks. we got a packed show for you, too. We'll have SIP uh, early break at 425. Shootout with Strick, obviously. We're going to talk all NCAA baseball hitting the hardwood. Finals game five is tonight. LeBron James says that he wants to enter the media realm following Tom Brady. He's also now officially a billionaire, so that might go into the decision-making, too. But we got a packed show for you. And like I said, I am joined by the Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and NBA vet, Eric Strickland. What's going on, man? Microphone is um, <laughs> got to pull that way down. up there. That's all right. Um, it's going good today, man. It's uh, the weekend was quite uh, interesting. Quite interesting. Is that a good <laughs> thing or bad thing? Well, um, first of all, you know, of course, I was traveling, so right. It was. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm beginning to believe. I'm beginning to believe that big corporations and the likes are figuring out loopholes themselves. (laughs) So for all this time, we've been kind of figuring out what the loopholes and how we can play, you know, the system a little bit and, you know, the the, uh, small print and how to work and navigate that. And a lot of people was using COVID at some point to (laughs) get around a lot of different things. And I just think big, big, big corps are pushing back a little bit, right? And here's what I say. I'm traveling. Of course, you're flying in the airline, right. big corporations. Southwest Airlines, um, I believe there's probably weather out there, but I think sometimes there's some made-up weather out mm-hmm. there because if you're going to get delayed where your flight might get canceled or the situation may change and a pilot maybe not come yeah, up there's short. There's like a pilot shortage right now or something so like that, which goes into that, it too. Right? But I think sometimes they throw out weather because here's why. <laughs> Weather allows you to be able to not have to take care of extra things that you would normally have to take care of Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with passengers and situations like that. So if you get stuck in an airport, if the big corporations throw out weather, they don't have to pay for it. You don't have to worry about it, right. And you just nothing we can do. You're stuck in the airport, whether you're sleeping on your bags or you're (laughs) trying to get comfortable on some form of the chairs. And uh 
we I, I that didn't happen. But let me tell you, Stricky was a little ahead of them. I was I was watching them very closely. And uh we you know, I was uh coming I think I was in Milwaukee, yeah, I was in no, I was in St. Louis. And come to find out, bro, Nate, let me tell you. I was getting the messages. It went from delay, delay, eight o'clock, that's nine thirty, ten fifteen, ten twenty, eleven, back to ten. Ben, it just kept going to one, right? Right. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna get on this Chicago flight. You weren't here. I told I told Bach about it, <laughs> but then it just really just dawned on me that I think they're sometimes throwing. I think there's weather out there, but I think sometimes they're expanding the weather profiles. I mean, you know, I think they're kind of figuring that out. So I got, got delayed coming back, got delayed. There was frustration. So I didn't get in until about one, Uh, had a good day, Saturday, a relaxation. And then Sunday, a little fun day. And uh, so it ended up being good. Ultimately, not too bad. I at least it. made it. Honestly, flying is a nightmare because the problem that I have is if you're going to cancel the flight, just cancel it. Right. Stop delaying just hour after hour after hour. Just cancel it. Yeah. At least help me out so I can hop on Make a, or hop another flight. Right. But I, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to figure them out a little bit. I'm getting ahead of them. So it was this last fight. It's and then check this out, man. This is guy. He's not doing anything until tomorrow, but he's slow playing. He's slow playing the the desk. And so I'm like, bro, I'm trying to get on this one. <laughs> You're trying to go tomorrow. Can you just let her make her, I mean, allow her to make the switch a little so I can just right. jump on this plane right, right now. But right. just blessings that it's they didn't take off. Nonsense. I'm seeing the captain go back on there, and I'm thinking I'm SOL. So what were you doing during that entire time? You just watching Netflix? Man, I tried to get a little food. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing some scenes for this movie uh, this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Getting a chance to read the script. And, you know, I was just doing all kinds of stuff like that, man. So I was passing good time. But then it gets to that point where it's a long time. Just exhausting. And I hated that I wasn't an American because I have, like, lounge privileges. with. Oh, America. nice. So I can go into the lounge mm-hmm. and you can eat and there drink you go. Get wine. a couple of drinks. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, right, right. So, right. yeah, that didn't work out. But. What are we going to talk about today? Well, James says, of course I was traveling is what will be on Strick's tombstone, LOL. (laughs) So I guess people are picking up. Strick does like to travel. (laughs) Now, do you got a lot of miles? Are you traveling for free? Um... No, I just have a little bit of status. See, that's that's what you got to have now because flights are. I was looking because uh, I'm trying to go back for a Virginia Tech football game. Flights are like a thousand dollars out of Omaha. It's, oh man, it's absurd. It's crazy right now, bro. and it's all the airlines too. It's not just yes. one or the other. It's yes. it's absolute nonsense. So I'm not going to promote some sites I I hit up, but no gonna, free shout outs. No straight. free shout outs. No free shout outs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you though. I I, I I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. <laughs> You're getting the deal. You're getting the deal. <laughs> I'm not just jumping on a right. you know thousand dollar. And I would say you can you can drive, but that's even worse now. Yeah, have, yeah, with the gas prices, five bucks now. But we don't we don't have to get into all that because that's just gonna make everyone frustrated. So let's find another way to get people frustrated. We're gonna talk about Nebraska oh. basketball because I don't know if I told you or I was telling Nick about it. So my folks were here this past weekend. They came to Lincoln for the first time. We went down to the Haymarket. Yeah. We passed by Pinnacle Bank Arena, obviously, which is kind of the centerpiece of the Haymarket. And I pointed out, I was like, yeah, that's Pinnacle Bank Arena. That's where Nebraska basketball plays. It's a really nice arena. So I, I started doing some research. Uh, for, it was $179 million to build it. Fits 16,000, roughly 16,000 people. Comfortably. Comfortably. 
And then I, I told him, I was like, yeah, now that Northwestern, I believe it was in 2016 or 2017, won a tournament game, Nebraska basketball is now the only school in the Power Five that hasn't won a tournament game. Mm. And then I started looking at just Pinnacle Bank Arena when it was built. So the last time was the first year in Pinnacle Bank Arena when Nebraska made the NCAA tournament and then obviously lost in the first round because they still haven't won. Since then, they made the NIT a couple times, haven't made the tournament since Fred Hoiberg has taken over. So the last season with Tim Miles was 1917. First year of Fred Hoiberg, they're 7-25. and They've now, I guess, gotten better, for lack of better words, 10-22 and last season. Yeah. So my question to you as someone who played for the program, and you were probably there, the best the program has ever been, are, are we reaching the point? I, I don't even know the way to word it necessarily because I, I have it as expectations versus reality because I know that a lot of fans, especially this past season, now that you had Bryce McGowan, a five-star, you had some guys coming back, you had some transfers, Lonjo Verge was a big transfer, a big addition. What should be the expectations for this team? Because you, you look at the trajectory that they're headed, you have the new facility, you're able to get the five-star, you have the home run hire coach, and still nothing is being done. Mm. And now we're reaching the point, too, that a lot of fans, if you don't hit a certain win mark this season, whether it be 10, 12, 15 games, now Hoiberg's gone. Yeah. And then you're starting from scratch again. So I, I just... I was trying to explain to my dad, I don't know what Nebraska's going to do. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say because, you, again, you were there probably in the heyday of Nebraska basketball. Yeah. What is the direction to take with this? Well, personally, uh, first, I, I, I think there has to be an identity that needs to be right. you know, encapsulated. It, it needs to be put into place to where when you look at the program, you're beginning to see a formulation of some form of identity. Whatever that is, toughness, hardness, mm -hmm. um, you know, just a winning mentality, um, defensive, you know, prowess. Mm -hmm. Just whatever Something. it is, you want to see some form of identity being, in, in you know, formed, right? I think also <clears throat> you want to see them get out of – I'm not going to say jumping up into the top tier of the Big Ten – that it's pretty be, tough to do. Great, <laughs> it's going to take right? a while to do that. But I would say getting out of that that play in game. I think that's that's manageable. Mm -hmm. If if you're trying to do something, I mean, it can't be you only win ten games and now you win fourteen. It, it, I think we're beyond that. Oh, really? Okay. I, I don't think we're at that level. I think it's got to be. I think we got to set the goal high to get out of that first. You know, when you have the Big Ten tiers, mm -hmm. so you have the the first tiers, they all get a bye. The second tiers, they'll play the second day of whoever comes out of the first day play mm -hmm. playing games of the Big Ten tournament. I think you've got to get out of that or be like you just missed it. I don't think you can now say I can still be 14, 15th and trying to play a playing game of five days in the Big Ten. Because even if you win 14, 15 games, that's probably still where you're going to be sitting. And Texter says, none, there's never any expectations for basketball, LOL. My only pushback against that, which makes me so frustrated, is like if you didn't invest into the program, that's one thing. Yeah. I understand, like, okay, we're not investing this. We're putting all of our assets, all of our resources into football. That's one thing. You have – one of, if not the best arena in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, Pinnacle Bank Arena is state-of-the-art. Like, mm -hmm. there was an NBA exhibition yeah. game there. You hold yeah. concerts of, of well-known artists. You have the home run hire. You have a coach that's been to the Sweet 16 with another school. 
Like, you are allocating resources into this, and you're still not seeing the results. Yeah, I, That's I, I the frustration for me. I, I, I don't think you can just rely on fall sports. I, don't, I, I really don't. You know, for, for that to be your, um, your take or mentality on that is just, you know, oh, well, LOL, there's no expectation of anything. I don't think you can I mean, do I, that. I, I, you, I don't think you can. I, and I don't think – I think you're, you're pretty much beyond that. But what I will say is having some conversations with Fred was very enlightening. Mm-hmm. I will say that he's out trying to stay on top of – you know, the transitions of the day, which mm-hmm. is NIL and and educating and making sure that people understand what it is and, 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 and um, how impactful it is to right. the program and all of these different things, because that's the landscape you've got to compete in. The blue blood programs are going to that's not going to be a problem for them. Most blue blood programs don't have basketball. I mean, football. You got Duke. Duke's football program is uh, atrocious normally. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, right. you, you, other than Kentucky finally just emerging just recently, is that consistent? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a good balance in Kansas Purdue. is terrible Kansas is at football horrible, every year. Ba- see, so you've got those right. programs that are not going to have to worry about that being an issue and that's what's going to keep them strong. But if you want to if you really want to to compete, you've got to get in the game and and there's got to be a way to get in the game. The game is changed for Fred because transfer portal was his you know, mm-hmm. was his moneymaker. That was his right. claim to fame. But the, now you add in NIL situations. Changes you, everything. You, you, you know, there's there's a different element to the bag, and you've got to be able to figure out how to compete in that realm. So I, I commend him for, you know, for putting it out there and going out and getting mm-hmm. in the game and, and not just sitting on his hands and right. and hoping that uh, it just – just happens, you know, out of out of happenstance. I don't think that's going to be the key. But yes, you, you you know what, Nate, man, you've got you've got you've got every element for success in 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 the area of the program. Um, I just think that there's been a lack of identity. I think there's been a lack of of cohesion, right? And the way that it was built, it was very, um, it was like putting clay. With iron, mm-hmm. they don't con- they don't stay together. The island of misfit toys is usually the way that you I know say what I'm it. saying. The way I stated right. Yeah, it just they 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 don't they don't connect. They don't right. join. They don't fit. And then it's sooner or later it's going to crumble. It's going to break. And and they just haven't had foundations. It's been so much turnover from year to year, and and just no guys to really set a foundation. I mean, they haven't had a core like, for example, when we came in. There there mm-hmm. just haven't been a core like that, mm-hmm. where these guys came in from the beginning, saw it to the end of the program, and and it's been it's been tough. Um, so I think there's been a lot of transition. I think Doc tried. He just wasn't able right. to land the big-time guys. I, I always used to say – I used to tease, and and it's no – listen, Doc's a great coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach. Um, I, I love his basketball mind. But here's one thing I used to say to some of my friends. I would be like, man, Doc just needs somebody to go in with him. He needs a mm-hmm. partner, meaning – if Doc showed up in my living room and, he, you know, he looks like, you know, the mad scientist from uh, – and I'm joking. But, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, he looks like from Back to the Future. Right. My I, guy, know, right? I knew that was where you were going to go saying? with that. Right. So, I mean, he comes in, you know, he's he's great basketball mind, you know, a little heavy, you know. Right. And, and he says, I'm going to get your son there. And you're looking at him like – 
how. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, so I used to always say Doc just needs somebody like what Kentucky was doing where they had Rod Strickland for a period where he was able to – they was able to land certain players – Calipari's great in his own mind, but right, you can't do it you, alone. You, you know, you've got this guy that's that's perennial in what he does. His his nephew is Kyrie Irving, and and now all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You've got him alongside you, pulling him. And when you say I'm going to get you there, oh, you've got something to look at and say, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. You know what I mean? And I've always think that that's what something is needed. Fred is that guy, but the problem is, I think Fred too. He can't do it all. He can't go train, teach, and try to educate the public on NIL. Then go hit the recruiting and then trail. Then we'll go recruit. And then right. go try. And he he he. I think. And and listen, I'm not coming against any part of their coaching staff or mm-hmm. anything. I'm just saying, there's there's, there's elements that needs to be a part of that system. And I'm just I'm just throwing spitball, trying to figure out what they need because I think they need just foundational pieces. Now. Right. And Wilmot says it too. I expect Nebraska to be relevant in all sports. I completely agree with him. Again, it just comes back to, and I have the comparison here too. So in 2013, obviously Pinnacle Bank Arena opened. So they spent $179 million. So in comparison, in 2016, Illinois opened their State Farm Center, dumped $170 million into it, have made the tournament the past two seasons were the number one overall seed two seasons ago. So like, if and I understand that the prowess of Illinois is very different, but when you look at the resources that Nebraska has allocated into the basketball program, there's no re- – like, listen, we're not saying you need to be like Illinois. I'm not saying you need to but be the number one overall Illinois, team. He's how compete. come you can't? How come you can't You have the Illinois. resources. You have exactly. the resources. Exactly. Right. What, what makes Illinois any different than what you can do here? Yes, you have a huge talent pool that you can draw from mm-hmm. out of Chicago, but resources-wise – It's the same. Come on, man. Your arena is exactly the same, and then I guess this is maybe a little bit more – Better comparison, so DePaul opened their McCormick Place Event Center where they play their basketball games, $164 million, and in 2019 they made the CBI Finals. Mm-hmm. I understand that's not the NCAA tournament, but I think we're at the, the, the point right now that if you're a fan of Nebraska basketball and if you went to the CBI and you went to the Finals, I wouldn't call that maybe a successful season, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what DePaul wanted because DePaul, very similar to Nebraska, they were kind of that 7-8 win mark. They weren't really moving anywhere as a program. That's a step forward. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it's in the right direction. Most, If you go back and track, and there is a track record of this, you can go back and track and see that most teams that have went to the semifinals or finals or won in NIT – or something have come back with some form of success that followed because it just gave you something like you say in a springboard, it just gave you a springboard. It gave you something to draw from or to come back with a little element of that. I think, I think one year Virginia ended up going and winning the NIT. And then the next year they ended up going, I think deep into it, maybe right. even winning it. Right. If I remember correctly, uh, the following year. And 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 so you 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 can see those elements of that happening, and um, I think it's important to to take those challenges, to learn those lessons that because it's a different type of intensity, mm-hmm. it's a different type of atmosphere, it's going to harden your you know your young players. They're going to get a taste of, man, what's the next leap? 
Mm-hmm. NCAA, win a game. You know, you can actually, from those points, begin to set different types of goals if, if right. you're able to do something in those tournaments, I think. And bipolar says the Lincoln taxpayers paid for PBA, not the university. I And, and look, I understand that, but the point still stands that you still have the infrastructure, you have the facilities, you have the resources that again, you're no different than a school like Illinois. And you're the number one overall seed in the tournament two years ago. And again, I'm, I'm not saying Nebraska needs to be at that point. But we've reached the point that fans don't even have a hope anymore. Like we, we're we're not even competing for a Big Ten tournament, even win. We're not competing for a tournament bid. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just reached disastrous proportions. And then the only thing that I worry about now is like if if what a lot of fans want is Hoiberg gone. I don't necessarily agree with that. But if if that's the stance that you're taking, where do you go from there? And and I'm not making the argument like there's no one that you can get better, which there might be some truth to that. But no matter which direction you go, whether you get a better coach or not, like there, there's like you said, there's no identity, mm-hmm. there's no direction of the program, mm-hmm. and and I'm just it just blows my mind that Nebraska Style still to play. this point has yeah. never won a tournament game with, yeah. with with the resources that they're given. It just blows my mind. Yeah, uh, I I thought they really had a good chance to do that. I thought they landed. Um, what year was that? It was uh, the year that they went with Tim Miles. It was his first or second year here. Uh, I want to say 14? Four, 2013, 2014 13, was 14, the right. last time they made the tournament, mm-hmm. and that was the first year of PBA. Right. So so they drew a good draw that year. I, I thought they, were, they matched up very well with that Baylor team, mm-hmm. and they just laid an egg. I mean – um, the style that I saw them playing. I actually went to the game. I was there um, down in San Antonio, and I just watched it, and it looked like they didn't play with the same passion and mm. fervor that I had seen them play with uh, and compete. Mm. And that's that happens sometimes. I mean, you get there sometimes, get excited, and, you know, these teams are pretty much close to home, and you kind of get away into a different atmosphere, and sometimes it – it, it can throw you off a little bit, but they, they were – I thought that was their best chance. Um, you know, I thought Teron and that group with Vincent Hamilton and him. And, Your teams too. Yeah, I, I, I thought – that team that we had, that we won the NIT, had we not had just the internal turmoils mm-hmm. – and we started off 11-1. and one, Right. And then we just started having internal strifes, you know, conflicts that began – and then – when you don't have that you, camaraderie, you, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. When it just starts, kind of, you start kind of, you know, freezing this guy out, and and I don't like playing with that right. guy. And then all of a sudden, there's no passion. There, you know, guy gets beat. You don't want to help take a charge or get in there. Put right. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't do those things. And that it had that not happened, we could have beat anybody. Because you that were ranked for the majority of that that season made that too. run. I'm telling yeah. you, the team that made that run when we finally said, you know what. We're gonna we're gonna do this for us, not for anybody else. We love Coach Nee, but not for Coach Nee. It's not for the staff. It's not for the. It's for us to right. go out the way we want to go out. Once we turn our mental to that, we could have beat any team at mm-hmm. that point. I mean, it was it, that's how that's how well we played. Right when we made those runs, and it's just fascinating because I, when you're Trev Alberts too, I mean, you got to think that he's still so new to this job and this role, like. He's put in a fairly tough position. Like this, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not really a spot yeah. that you want to be in. Yeah. I mean, your football team is obviously not performing up to standards. You invest in Pinnacle Bank Arena. We're about to enter into year ten, and you've made one NCAA tournament. It, yeah. 
It's fascinating. I, I'm not really sure what's going to go with that. It's an interesting conversation. So 402-464-5685, that's Starter Heyman text line. Let us know your thoughts, too. Uh, and we're going to get Steve Sipple early break his thoughts, too. Cade McIntyre has officially committed to Oklahoma. What does this mean for in-state recruiting? What does this mean for Nebraska football? Are we now more focused on the transfer portal? We'll get his thoughts and more. Stay with us on the block, 93.7 The Ticket.